And one of our secrets that we have always used anytime that we don't feel abundant is to reach down into the vault of ideas, ideas that we didn't take action on before, finally decide to package them, put a quick marketing plan around them, put them out to the world, and be able to create abundance out of thin air. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. And we're back. With another episode of He Said, She Said. And this one is all about abundance. Money. Money. (laughs) Like guys, let's be real. Cashola. Some people hate the subject of money. And at the same time, you wish you had more damn money. And I, I think the first realization is like that desire, that wish, the the lack of feeling abundant sometimes never goes away at any level. We've had it at every level. I think if you hate money, that is your number one sign or hate talking about it, that it's the number one thing that you need to look at and face. It's kind of like, you know, when you you want to fix something, the first thing that you have to do is acknowledge it. And so even if you're feeling that this conversation may not be for you or it's triggering or you're triggered by money or you're triggered by paying your bills, those are major, major signs that the more that you look at it and you really assess where you're at, then you're going to be able to start changing how you feel and attracting more into your life. And that's kind of an interesting thing talking about attracting, but it is a huge piece of learning to create a good relationship with money. If money triggers you, it's a sign that you got to lean more into it. And yep. here's the best part. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. You can do it in a way that's kind of comfortable, right? Like first, pick up a book on it. Uh, go listen to a podcast on it. Uh, you know, just surround yourself with very easy ways to start dipping your toes into education and inspiration around money and it'll become less and less triggering. Mm-hmm. So we want to share our top tip each. So our number one first thing that came to mind when we thought about some of the, or the most impactful thing in our lives that has created more abundance for each of us. So Chris, do you want to give your first tip? Yeah. Well, I just want to finish your sentence. And that is we manifest the shit out of money. And we always manage to get to that next level. We always manage to reach levels that we once thought were unforeseen. And when you and I were kind of peeling back the layers on a walk, we realized there's a real kind of method to our madness. Now, we can't share like all of them, but we'll share one big one each. And trust me, each one of these is enough to make a massive difference in your life. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So here's my first tip for manifesting more money in your life. Stop focusing on what you don't have and take inventory on what you do have. Now, you might've heard something like this before, but I really want to stress a couple key words here. Stop focusing on what you don't have. In other words, oh, I don't have... Uh, money for bills this month. Oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. Stop focusing on what you don't have and start taking inventory. Notice I say don't focus. 
start taking inventory of what you do have. You mm-hmm. see, you have four tiers of assets and assets are wealth. And what happens is we always only look at tier one, which t- happens to be like cash on hand and checking and savings. We only look at tier one assets. And if we like what the number shows us, then we're like, yay, I'm abundant today. And if we don't like what the number shows us, we're like, oh, I feel so broke. Oh, I'm not abundant. Oh, I can't get ahead. And I bet for many listeners, it's almost like from one day to another, you take that roller coaster. One day, yay, I got money. Next day, oh, I've got nothing left. And you got to get off the roller coaster and you have to focus on the number one thing, which is your overall four tiers of abundance and especially tier number four, which I'm going to share with you. Okay, so let me first list what the tiers are really quick. Uh, Tier one assets, I already said, it's things that are easily recognizable on hand. Cash on hand, checking, savings, that pretty much makes up your tier one assets. I guess you could throw your, your paychecks and your salary in there because it's kind of this guaranteed reoccurring thing that you're getting all the time. So tier one assets are cash, checking and savings and you know a paycheck or salary that's right around the corner. Tier two assets though, that we tend to forget to keep visual. We, we tend to forget to keep these in front of us. Tier two assets are cash investments such as mutual funds, index funds, stocks, bonds, 401k. Uh, actually, leave 401k out for tier three, but it's, you know, it, it's cash investments that you used that you created with after-tax dollars, right? So you already got tax on it. Whatever was left out of your check, you went and you invested in these cash investments. So again, tier two assets are like uh, mutual funds, index funds, uh, stocks, bonds, and I would say real estate equity because it's easily accessible. Now, what happens is you look at tier one assets, but you forget to realize, wait, I've got X number of dollars over here in this Vanguard fund. Wait, I've got X number of dollars over here in this E-Trade fund. Or gosh, I forget that I've got you know 50 grand or 75 grand worth of equity in my home. And so you might be feeling broke today while you really have an extra six figures sitting around that you forgot to acknowledge if you would just acknowledge your tier two assets. Now, tier three assets. These are things where in desperate times, you could tap into them. And I'm also going to throw the word urgent because desperate makes it sound like, oh God, it's the end of the world. Now I have to go to these. Sometimes urgent is like, I've got to start this business. So it's time to do something extreme. Sometimes urgent is like, I've got to hit the reset button. So it's time to do something extreme. So tier three assets that you forget to acknowledge add up in your, your net worth are things like equity in cars or any vehicles that you might have, boats or RVs, that if you had to sell them, you'd be able to get some money out of them. Tier three assets, and this one's going to surprise you, is available credit or your good credit score. In other words, if you had to, you could go get, you could tap these lines of credit, you could go get lines of credit. You would be able to get a lump sum of money and spread out the payments in an affordable way if you had somewhere smart to put them or somewhere urgent that they needed to be placed. That isn't always a bad thing. It's only bad when used irresponsibly without a plan. More tier three assets are investments with restrictions. Now, this is where you're going to pay a penalty if you liquidate them. This is why I said save 401k for tier three. So for example, your 401k, you're always contributing to that with pre-tax dollars. But if you were to take it out before you're eligible, then you're going to pay a penalty and taxes on it. So you you wouldn't want to go tap your 401k unless you absolutely had to, but that falls under your tier three assets. And then other tier tier three assets. Are friends or investors that would invest money in you? People that would love your idea and be an angel investor. 
It's your network. And lastly, tier three investments are like your jewelry, your electronics, your furniture, your collections of things, your old baseball card collection that you've been holding on to forever. Your your burn the boats type of stuff that if you were in an urgent situation, you could probably squeeze several thousand dollars out of these things by deciding to part with them. So that's tier three assets. And again, I'm going to bring you back to the focus of what we're talking about here. Tier one assets make you feel rich or broke almost on a daily basis, cash checking and savings. Tier two assets, it's other things such as mutual funds, index funds, you know, any, any post-tax investments you made that you can take out without a penalty or real estate equity or equity and other things that are easily tappable. Tier three assets were all the things that you would only liquidate in extreme urgency, but nonetheless, there is value there and you're forgetting to acknowledge them. That's the whole point. You're forgetting to list out and take inventory and acknowledge that you have them. That's why you feel broke. Now, tier four assets. This is one of my favorite. And this is one of the areas where Lori and I have always been like, oh, time to unlock some tier four assets. Tier four assets are your untapped ideas, your untapped potential, your untapped ability to create income in 90 days or less. You finally decide to quickly write that course and launch it. You decide to quickly write that e-course and launch or that e-book and launch it. You decide to quickly put together that retreat and pre-sell it. Tier four assets are your untapped yet highly creatable things, ideas inside you that you would be able to quickly market and collect on. So I ask you, what talents could you monetize? What courses, books, events, products could you monetize in the next 90 days if you were urgent enough, if you were brave enough, if you were sick and tired being sick and tired and finally took action? Those are your tier assets, tier four assets, and they have a real value. And so I'm just going to give you a real simple example to put a bow on mine and, and Lori will share yours with yours. And you go back to my original statement, and that is this. We typically feel a lack of abundance when we are looking only at our tier one assets, cash and checking and savings, paychecks and salary, and forgetting to take inventory of our tier two assets, our tier three assets, and our tier four assets, which are my favorite, that untapped idea in you that's worth 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand. Who knows if you would actually put it out there with urgency? And one of our secrets that we have always used anytime that we don't feel abundant is to reach down into the vault of ideas, ideas that we didn't take action on before, finally decide to package them, put a quick marketing plan around them, put them out to the world, and be able to create abundance out of thin air. And I'm going to leave you with this one thought before Lori shares her secret. Your abundance does not come from the amount of money that you have on hand. Your abundance comes from the knowledge and the ability to create income at the drop of a hat. And that's the muscle I want you to build to feel more abundant. Oh, I love those super tangible actions that you can do. And some people will have never heard of that or, or you know, have sat down ever and done that. And you guys, if you're in your car right now or somewhere where you can't do this, make sure that you do it tonight. Like for real, it gets your brain into the place where, you know, these are, these are, uh, let's be honest, these are rich people actions. Mm-hmm. You know about 
your money. You know mm-hmm. about what you're capable of. You view yourself as the source of abundance. So are you ready for mine? I'm ready for yours. Okay. So good. <laughs> <laughs> it better be good. Now you built it up. Okay. My number one tip for attracting more abundance into your life and creating more abundance in your life is to hang out with rich people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but I laugh because it's just Okay, listen, listen. It. If you're like, I don't, that's great, but where are these people? It doesn't necessarily mean that you're hanging out with them as friends. Here is something that I want to share. There's a million different ways that you're going to get these people into your life. And the first one that I want to share is probably not super traditional, but I want you to really start thinking about this is if you are currently in a job or you're looking for a different job, please don't go somewhere where you're going to be locked away and not able to have conversations with people who are doing the things that you want. Mm -hmm. So for example, Chris and I were just in Nordstrom and we were buying some luggage. And the kid that was working there uh, right away was like, hey, do you travel? Where do you guys like to travel? And he was asking us all these questions. And he said, you know, I want to travel um, all over the world. I haven't really gone to too many places. What do you guys do? Oh my gosh, you're entrepreneurs? Like, tell me more about it. And this was the perfect example of him putting himself into a more luxury store and utilizing it, asking the people who are buying more expensive products. And clearly that's what this kid was doing. He was talking to every single person. Really, really proactive about it. So proactive because he wanted to get into the networks of the people that he wanted to be like. And what ended up happening is that Chris, you went home with his contact and he went home with yours. Yep. And you guys he asked for it. Because he asked for it, right? He had no problem, no shame in that game, asking questions, sharing exactly what he wanted to do. And so it's an active sport or you have to be an active participant in your life by saying, okay, not only am I going to put myself into these places, I might even freaking change jobs because right now I'm working at who knows, maybe you're, you know, making sandwiches. Maybe you're doing something where the odds of people coming in who have the life that you want are a little lower than maybe being in a place. Right. So really looking at where are these people? Maybe it's a Maybe it's a luxury resort. Maybe it's a luxury mm-hmm. hotel where you know the people checking in are going to be the types of... Because you want to be vacationing there. Yep. Are going to be the types of people that you want in your network. So definitely that is my uh, first portion of hanging out with rich people. My second one uh, is going to be springing for that one thing in your life that is going to get you around people. Mm-hmm. So for me, this always showed up in the form of like, my gym membership. I always paid for a higher end gym membership because I wanted to be around the people. Not only did they inspire me physically because a lot of times they tend to have really high standards, not only for their life and their um, bank account, but also their bodies. So I wanted to be listening to these conversations. I wanted these opportunities to meet these people. So for you, it could be springing for the the higher end gym. Yeah, it might be a, a stretch, but you know what? It's going to be the stretch that pays off. Um, Maybe for some of you, it's springing for a higher end hair salon where you're going to talk to some of the clientele in there. Maybe it's springing for, help me, um, staying at a really nice hotel. Maybe it's springing for, oh, this is like when we sprung for the 
uh, living in a luxury condo building, oh, and right. we and had we the starting over financially. We had the cheapest unit in the condo building. You yep. guys, it, it was actually was like, a mother-in-law suite. It was yeah, it was a mother-in-law suite. It was a technically it was uh, categorized as a studio. Yep. And we sprung for the studio after losing everything in a luxury condo building where there were, you know, multi-million dollar penthouses on top. And that was probably one of the quickest ways that we started to change our mindset because we pulled into the garage and there were um, Porsches and there were, you know, Ferraris and all of these incredible cars. And not only that, we were having these amazing conversations with going to Christmas parties in the building with these incredible people who were thinking bigger. Our conversations were not about what was going wrong. Our conversations were about opportunities and ideas. And these are the places and these are the rooms where the opportunities and ideas are, where the conversations are different. And it's just the truth. So, babe, I feel like you wanted to say something. I just wanted to give one more example. If anyone's ever heard Jesse Itzler's story, when he was first starting out in business, he was living in LA and he went and worked every single day, not a few days, every single day at the Beverly Hills Hotel, right there in the lobby. And he would order a salad and a coffee and spread it out throughout the day so he was allowed to stay there. He said he made more contacts and ended up doing business with more people by making that his office, by putting himself in the proximity of all the people doing big things five days a week during the the work week. And it's things like that, that people don't get creative enough to realize, wait, I could go put myself in the center of all the deals being done, in the center of all the thoughts being shared, in the center of all the high level abundant energy if i got a little more creative if i remember correctly though he made he made himself ask people questions um as they were going by and i can't remember what that was it was for sure um so it's not just doing it but it is going in with the intention every single day to arm yourself with a really good question for interacting with people um observing things about them right like maybe complimenting them on their bag that they're carrying, their computer bag. Like, wow, that's an epic computer bag. I love it. Where'd you get it? And then starting a conversation around that and saying, um, you know, what do you do? What what's what are you up to today? Yeah. What are you up to today for a business person is like gonna give you all of the answers that you need because they're gonna start talking about exactly what they do without maybe going straight to like, what do you do? You know who's done this so well? Hmm. You were just um, at my elite mastermind that I run. You know, it's, the whole group comes together for the whole year. And technically, it's for earners who are earning over $500,000 a year in the year that they join. But damn near everybody in that room is, you know, seven or multiple seven figures. I mean, there's one person in there who's eight figures this, during this group right now, actually, two people. And so get this last year, Two people barely squeaked their way in with the $500,000 worth of earnings that they were going to earn this year to be in the mastermind. Mm -hmm. They barely squeaked their way in. And they, because they're in the room with wealthier people that are already doing the the things, sharing the ideas that they want to do, they... Their business grew from barely squeaking over $500,000 to one of them is creeping up on $2 million and the other one's breaking a million Oh my God. That is a direct result of what you're talking about, about hanging around. And I know you're joking. We say hanging around rich people. It's like, that's where you got to go. You got to go hang around the people mm-hmm. who have already been there, done that. So actually, now that I told that story, I got to do a shameless plug. Uh, we are going to be re-enrolling the elite mastermind. And I'm going to be interviewing the participants. And by the way, 
two-thirds of this group renewed already for next year, for 2022. So there's only a handful of spots left. I keep it very, very small. It's about 20 intimate businesses where we just lock arms for the year. So listen, if you're going to make more than $500,000 for sure in 2022, and if you want to be in this room full of seven and eight-figure earners, then I want you to go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Again, it's chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Check out the details there. Fill out the application. And if your application looks like you'd be a great fit, I'm going to book an interview call with you to see if you can make it into the 2022 season of our elite mastermind. Again, go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Okay, I'm done with that shameless plug, but it's really important after watching those other two people skyrocket. I am not done with that shameless plug because if you tuned into this podcast, it's because you want more money. You want more abundance in your life. And we're just being so real that this is the only way that we have done it is by getting ourselves into rooms that were a freaking stretch, Mm -hmm. whether that is a virtual room or whether that is a physical room. This is the only way you and I have ever created more money and more abundance in our life was by getting into those rooms where people are having the conversations that are different. Yes. If you're not feeling totally stretched by the rooms that you're getting in, you're not going to stretch into the wealth bracket that you want to get to. It's because you literally can't know what you do not yet know until somebody freaking lifts the curtain and shares it with you. Mm -hmm. All right. So listen, you want to be in that room? If you're going to make over 500 grand in 2022, join our elite mastermind. Go apply at chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Whether that's for you or whether you're not quite there yet, you know that we love and appreciate every single one of you for listening. And until next time, go out there, find and attract and manifest this extra abundance using these two tips that we just gave. See you next time. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.